Welcome to the Souls and Stardust podcast. I'm Mio. And I'm Shannon. We're two soul sisters navigating through our human experience on a journey towards healing. Join us for a candid and fun discussion on all things spiritual, soulful, intuitive, and magical. Thanks for joining us today. Today's topic, we wanted to touch on what the hell is a spiritual awakening? What does it mean when somebody says they're waking up or they're woke? And are you going crazy or are there other things that happen? One thing that um, is a fairly common discussion right now is this idea of spiritual awakening and people um, going through this process of feeling very disoriented or very detached from their life or their life purpose and everything shifting in their life to the extent that they feel um, like they might be losing it. They might be going crazy or they're, um, or they might be falling into a deep depression when really um, what's happening is their philosophy on life, on how the world works, on who they are is shifting so dramatically that it's, it's causing this total reorientation of who they are and how the world works. And, and we really think those experiences as um, what many call a spiritual awakening and seeing things from a very different perspective. So that's what we want to discuss today, because a lot of you, a lot of you guys have had questions about those types of experiences and what does it mean for you? And, you know, how do you work through it? How do you move through it? So, yeah. Should we start from the top? What is a spiritual awakening? Yeah, I know literally within the last couple of weeks, I've had two people reach out to me and they're just like, do you know what a spiritual awakening is? And it's Mm -hmm. just like, have a seat. Let's talk about this because... I know um, we've each had our moments where we kind of had our own perspective shifts and all of a sudden like our reality has shifted and the things that we once believed to be true have shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like the lights have turned on and we can see more and we can feel more and everything's amplified. Um, mm-hmm. So Shannon, how would you explain what a spiritual awakening is to somebody who either maybe they feel like they're starting to go through something or maybe they just heard their spouse or somebody or a friend say the term that they're going through one and they just want to find a better understanding. What would be like the quick condensed cliff note version? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I've been trying to think about how I would explain this in a few sentences or a few minutes, but really what I feel like this experience is encapsulated in just a few words is this feeling of there's got to be more than this or i feel like there's more going on than what i'm seeing and gosh why do i feel so disconnected from everything around me what's happening to me so it's this questioning of who am i what am i doing with my life why do I not feel as deeply connected to the people around me or the things that I'm doing that I used to feel? And what, what does that mean for me? So it's this idea of questioning everything about your life and your path forward. And many people describe it as like, I just feel the calling to do something different, but I don't know what that is. And I don't know what that means for me. And I just don't feel very fulfilled right now. So 
That's feeling a- this like pull forward, but they don't know why or what they're moving toward. And that is super dis- disorienting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's a, that's kind of like a nebulous explanation, but cause I feel like people experience it different. There's, there's so many feelings involved and thoughts and it triggers and it like literally the lights, the, the switches are getting flipped up. Of, mm-hmm. Okay. Let's make you feel more. Let's make you see more. Let's make you think more. Let's let you, um, take a look at your life from an aerial perspective more mm-hmm. and see the overall picture. And mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like my life is a movie and I'm watching it or that I'm a character in a movie. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about that before. Yeah, <laughs> super, being super in a surreal. play. <laughs> being in a, yeah. It feels like I'm in a play. Um, so let's go and jump into what are the common signs of a spiritual awakening that you've experienced or even that you've heard from friends because no two experiences are exactly the same nobody's Mm -mm. it's not a checklist we're humans we're you know what i mean like there's no one size fits all when it comes to something that is related to your soul because everything's filtered through that lens anyway so right so and this is so what was stuff you went through well i want to take one step back and just say like this does happen differently for different people sometimes it's a slower process where you piece together certain things that happen over time, or it's like a boom, like near death experience or right. like an Something injury or an, right. yeah, injury or an illness that just puts you on your butt and yes. you can't like, you don't have, I mean, it just changes your perspective entirely. And sometimes it can be very dramatic and tragic even. And you're left to question, um, the validity of everything around you and your reality. So it's, it is a very, um, wide range of experiences and how this can come forward for you. And, and then no, it's not one size fits all either, either in terms of the signs of going through this process, but there are a lot of common ones that um, do occur for many people. So like um, for me, what happened was I had two deaths in of very close relatives in my family. Plus I was going through um, a very intense PhD program. And so there was a lot of stress and then trauma. And then that triggered things opening up for me, apparitions appearing to me, um, prophetic dreaming. Yeah. Prophetic dreaming, um, seeing things happen before they would happen. And I, I really was very concerned that I was, um, going crazy. And Mm -hmm. so I did seek out help because I was worried. And then what ended up happening is I had several people explaining to me, you're just waking up. You're, you're breaking through that limitation barrier of like what keeps you in a a small box Mm -hmm. and your, your horizon, your awareness, your, um, your being is expanding to allow in these other possibilities. And as soon as that was explained to me, I, it was like my world opened up. So that, that for me was kind of a boom, here you go. Here's all this stuff happening to you. But, um, the awakening process then after that occurred over a longer period of time. So a couple of years of doing like a lot of studying and finding like-minded people. It's, it's kind of like, uh, it's like when you're pregnant and how the baby is marinating for 
40, 40 weeks. <laughs> Marinating. Yes. Gestating. And, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> that's and, hilarious. <laughs> You're just pickling babies here. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yes, I oh, do. So it's like, you know, that whole time that maybe the, the awareness is we aren't fully aware yet. And then the things happen to us, which is kind of like the birth. Mm-hmm. And the birth, birth for a baby is traumatic. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're going from one thing to the next, you're transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that transition, you have to acclimate to the new world around you instead of being in this warm environment where you're fully supported and, and nourished by the mother. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you're out in the world and you're, it's cold and it's bright and it's loud and it's new baby steps and you have to build upon each thing as you grow and expand so I think it's very similar to that as well that is I think that's a perfect analogy and there was a vision that I had a couple of times early on in my own um, I want to call it a reawakening because I was quite awake and aware as a young child and it just Mm -hmm. got like turned off and when it all came back on, it came back and in a flood. But I had this vision a couple of times that was very potent. I still remember it. It like I had it yesterday where I was swimming underwater in the ocean. And then I came up to the surface and I broke the surface in a very dramatic way from underneath the water. And I took my first breath, right? Ooh. And it was like taking in the world for the first time like with new eyes new sight you know new sight new clarity new being um that's what it felt like for me and i felt like that's what spirit was trying to portray to me is like this is the new way forward for you with new awareness so um it's definitely an interesting process and it can be scary for sure if you don't know what's happening and you don't know who to talk to about oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, because if you if you ask somebody who's never been there, they will think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. They will think you need a psychiatrist, you need to take some rest. You like people if you talk to the wrong people who are unsupportive, they will give you every excuse in their book because they, of their unbelief because they haven't been yeah. there yet. It's like, why would I fear, right? Fears. Yeah. It's like, why Mm -hmm. would I, it's like, why would I talk to somebody if I'm, if I'm pregnant, why would I talk to somebody who's never had babies about the pregnancy experience? Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're going through this and you're going crazy first, so that you don't feel nuts, you kind of start scoping out Google and YouTube. Right. And that's pretty much the premise of why we wanted to create this podcast in the first place. Absolutely. So that people, if they are wondering what the hell's going on with me and I don't understand what what this process is, you know, it's, it's a place where it's like, okay, here's our experiences. Here's what we go through. You're not going crazy because Mm -hmm. that's, if you go and talk to your church friends, they're going to say one thing. If you talk to your uh, friends who have never had any spiritual belief system and completely think like, this is it, this is it. They're Mm going to give you totally different advice. I know. So some of the signs that you're going through this, um, it's, um, you can think of this as like, not a checklist, like you had said, but more of like, um, here's some symptoms (laughs) of a spiritual awakening. So one thing that tends to happen is, um, there's this feeling of disconnection from 
the things around you. And maybe it's because you're seeing larger patterns of, um, yeah, what's happening or not happening. And you start questioning why things happen the way that they do and why do they have to happen that way? Um, and I'm thinking, for instance, of um, why is there poverty and why, um, why do certain people treat other people certain ways, right, in negative ways? And then you start questioning the system of how things work and if it's equitable. Social so norms yes. and like everything you believed, you literally just start examining everything around you. Yep. And, and so the opposite side of that is you begin to take an interest in your community because you start to feel connected to the well-being of those people around you based on new eyes, right? So, or new ways of feeling. So this idea of feeling really disoriented because of you're noticing patterns of the way people behave or how society works and feeling like that's not, um, why is my dog barking? She wants to make a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, so this feeling of disorientation about how the world works and like, hey, that's not fair. Or that's not right. Or there's got to be more to this. Like I keep coming back to this question of there's got to be more to this mm -hmm. than um, what they're telling us. And so mm -hmm. this, you start to feel this type of a seeker um, fire that lot lights up within you. Like, I need to know more. I need to understand more. Why does it work this way? Is yep. there a different way? So that's, um, that's probably like three signs all wrapped yeah. into one. That's okay. That's, that's <laughs> did you have any, did you have anything like that happen to you when you started to first? Um, I would say what psychologists would deem being disassociated was huge for me because mm. there are moments in my life where I can stand there and I'll have a shift in my perspective and a shift in my reality and a shift of my awareness. Mm -hmm. And if you go onto Reddit and people start posting the same signs and symbols or saying, Oh yeah. The people you can tell who have been through it and who have not, because the people who have not been through it are going to say, mm -hmm. that's a disassociative personality. That's a dis that's how you cope with trauma. That's how you cope with anxiety, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, maybe, but not <laughs> because. Yeah. Or maybe you're just like, questioning, right? Yeah. And, and I keep going back to feeling like I'm a, a person in a play. And mm -hmm. since I was little, I've always felt like I've watched my life from another perspective. And I want to say that that feeling increased more um, as I started to wake up. I went through the trauma. I went through a lot of emotional trauma. Um, even just growing up, I have like, been shot in a drive-by. I've been through like two police raids where they come busting through my door. Um, I've almost gone to jail a bunch of times. Just <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've been saved from a lot of bad things happening while still having bad things occur. But mm -hmm. those traumatic events have caused scar tissue into my brain and that shit stays in your DNA and that shit stays into your soul body as well. And so as other things happened as an adult, when I was going through certain things with certain people um, and they traumatized me with their actions, it re-triggered a lot of the old wounds that I had and reopened those. And as I'm convulsing because I'm like so just like PTSD of like, I thought I dealt with this and I didn't realize how triggered I was going to be from certain things mm -hmm. that, that kind of kickstarted it for me again. Um, because that's right. 
you know, that's where I was at the lowest of the lows and feeling suicidal and feeling like, you know, really dark. Um, and wow. then that, yeah. And not only the PTSD, but the postpartum depression and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff was like really bad. And that's, I think where my mind and the awareness of there's more to life than this, there's gotta be something going, like there's gotta be more something else. Um, that was definitely triggered from those events. Definitely. Okay. So, so, so like a trauma type of triggering, you know, Mm -hmm. and remembering of that trauma is what actually brought you online in a lot of ways. Um, so, and that's not to say that you only wake up through trauma. No, Um, really this, that, that happens for a lot of people. Um, but it's also this, like, you get to this point of disillusionment and, and in where you are at in your life or, um, disorientation. And you just start asking why, and, why? And shift out of why? a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. I want to say through this awakening, I have shifted out of victim mentality into like, uh, I don't, I can't even think of like what word I would use to describe it. More of a creator where you step into your power. Yep. Totally step into your power and realize that the things that did happen, like they happen for a reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could be victim if I continue to consider myself of the things that happened to me. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Stepping into your power. Um, so some other signs of, of this awakening process and, and if it happens to be something that's more gradual and not triggered by any kind of trauma or really big event, um, you may start to notice, uh, synchronicities around you. Yeah, so that's like, like the biggest one, yeah, people yeah. talk about seeing one 11, 11, 11, 12, 12, 111, yep. 333. Even, even while I was uh, not while I, my friend texted me yesterday and I posted it on my story on Instagram. And she said, while she was listening to our podcast, as soon as you introduced me, she was upstairs checking on her laundry and her dryer said 44 minutes left. Oh, that's funny. And I get messages like that all the time. Like, Oh my yeah. God. I was thinking after I talk to you, I start seeing your number everywhere or whatever, but the, yeah. the numbers are huge birds. Yeah. So signs from, from spirit. Yeah. Which like people wouldn't normally think like seeing animals to be a synchronicity, but once you realize how it happens, then you understand it is a synchronicity, but like other types of synchronicity can be, you see a significant message on a license plate as you're thinking about a topic and that license plate message relates exactly to that topic or you're thinking about somebody and at that moment you get a message from them on your phone or they call you or so those types of synchronicities where you know you're thinking about somebody and all of a sudden you see them or they show up or um, all the time to me yeah and so what that is signaling is that your, your energy field is expanding and what, what's happening is the universe is starting to talk to you because of that expansion. You're becoming more open and you're starting to see what it means to be in alignment in like energetic alignment with the universe, as opposed to like being asleep, right? You wouldn't notice those things if you weren't in alignment. And one of the ways the universe gets you into alignment is to show you a lot of those messages in a short period of time huh. to back get to back pay attention back yeah. to back to back yep yep so increasing synchronicity or having those experiences is definitely a sign that you're waking up 
Um, another one is having like an increase in empathy and compassion for people that you haven't had before, or it's like becoming a lot stronger. So really connecting through the heart space and it might take you by surprise. Like you're really moved to tears by somebody's story or seeing them being emotional, Mm -hmm. or you just, um, like you cry at commercials or, you know, like, yeah, totally. Right. This this bull, this stubborn bull right here. I cry (laughs) at like the Google commercial. (laughs) Mia's a tourist if you're wondering. (laughs) So we call her the stubborn bull. It's pretty funny. Which you want to talk about synchronicity on the way home when I was texting you and I said, okay, I'm on my way home now. So then I'll be ready. The license plate of the car in front of me was young bull. (laughs) Oh, see, that's awesome. That's so awesome. I see 1010 all the time. And not only is that my birth date, but it's like, it means you're on the right path if you look up those synchronistic numbers. So I see that one all the time. I know. I love it. So what else? What else? This is the good shit. I love. Yeah. Increasing compassion. So it's a sense of like starting to connect back into humanity, but in a different way, like you're connecting through the heart space Mm -hmm. and you're really starting to see yourself and feel very concerned about the human collective and the health of the human Mm -hmm. collective in our path as a collective and being really moved by those stories of like kindness and good Samaritans and helping one another. Um, let's see what else having your intuition turn on. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. And, and being right. <laughs> yes. And understanding that it's, you know, that it's fairly accurate and it gets more and more accurate as you practice with it, but having your intuition, um, turn on and then, um, taking you by surprise, that's a sign that you're in, you're starting to be in flow and in alignment and the universe is talking to you through your intuition so that can be seeing energy, feeling energy, um, knowing things happening before they happen, which really takes a lot of people by surprise when that happens for them. Yeah, um, yeah being able to feel other people's feelings. Um, that's a trip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what was it like for you when you first realized like, oh my God, this is what's happening for me? So I'm pretty sure I just ambushed you with things that happen every day because you're the only one that I could talk to really or that would listen and fully yeah. understand and even though I have like my cousins and stuff who are down and love to hear my stories and stuff like that but you like I don't know I would always come back and tell you all the things that happened to me in that day because it was every single day stuff was happening and I felt excited like a little kid, like, oh my God, let me tell you what happened to me today. And mm-hmm. now I see like my number, you know, three times in a row. Um, and then it's just like, okay, now I don't, not that I don't get excited, but now I just acknowledge it more. I'm like, okay. I'm yeah. Like, thank you, okay, spirit. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not like reporting it back to you as mm-hmm. nearly as often as I used to, unless it's something big, like how I was saying like, okay, just in complete transparency, like I had a really rough day the other day and I... Uh, got into my car and I had a good cry, um, which actually happened twice this week. <laughs> Yay! Uh, Moving emotions. Yeah, I, I cleared out some emotions and I cleared out and just kind of uh, purged some stuff. And when I did a reading later that day, you know, it was on my heart. Like, you need to ask her if she recently had a moment where, where she sat in her car and cried too. And turned out that she did. And it was for the exact same reasons that I was going through exact down to the point of like both of us being photographers and everything and I was just like I get it that's why that's incredible 
That's incredible. So you were like living her experience yeah, while you were living your it's, own. It's incredibly validating. Like yesterday, I think I was telling you earlier, I, I wasn't feeling well and I laid down and Zania was sending an email for her teacher. And in my head, I was just like, I wonder if she knows to sign her name at the end of the email. And two seconds later, mom, do I need to sign my name at the bottom of this email? Ah! <laughs> or this morning seeing a number that reminded me of my friend. And then he texted me 30 seconds later with this list of affirmations that I was like, holy fuck. Like, and then I was in tears because I'm like, these are beautiful affirmations. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, so I, that, then I cried for 10 more minutes in the car. <laughs> well, and that's both like, that's both increasing intuition and uh, synchronicity. So another sign is this observing of patterns in your own life. And it's this, um, this process of noticing, like we've been on autopilot for so long, but then you get into this aspect of noticing patterns in your life and observing yourself and, and being really aware of why you're, how you're doing certain things on autopilot. And then you start asking yourself why, like, why is it Mm -hmm. that I'm eating this type of food if it doesn't make me feel good or why, like a common question is, why am I drinking so much? Or um, why do I get angry so often? It's this idea of um, you become very aware of your patterns. Why am I comparing myself to others? Awareness of your thought process was really big for me. Uh, Triggers and that all ties into the whole patterns and behaviors, but also seeing the bigger picture and seeing this, the repetition and the cycles of like, oh God, I am going to keep going through this until I learn my lesson. Exactly. And it's going to keep repeating and keep repeating and keep repeating until I finally address it or acknowledge it. And then I can move on. Yes. That's like and relationships. Yes. Why do I keep attracting the same guy who does the same thing to me go, over oh, and over? <laughs> oh, this ties into my original like father wounds or whatever, yes. right? Like we are the uh, only common denominator. Yeah. Yep. So those patterns, the cyclical nature of them. And, but the key is, is that you're finally aware of them and you're asking why is this happening? Okay, let's figure and out why this is it? happening. How do I address yep. it? How do I fix it? How do I tackle it? And now you know it's a problem for you. Somebody else yep. say, that's not a problem. That seems like this, you know, or that's not a big deal. Like, but you can't listen to other people's measurements of what's important and what's not. You have to, it's, it's that inward, you know, like the, the inward standards that you have for yourself, your morals yeah. and standards and the way you live your life and how yep. you treat yourself, how much, like, I didn't realize how much I didn't love myself mm. until I didn't feel loved by other people. Right. And so then it's started. like, how could I not feel love? Like, you know what I mean? It questions that whole mm-hmm. like value it being lovable, um, feeling like your, your worth, your worthiness. And it's like, how could I expect somebody else to love me if I don't even love myself that much? Mm -hmm. So that's, that was like a really, really big one for me. Mind blown, right? Absolutely. Like I didn't realize how much I hated myself over certain things. Yeah. We, when we become aware of that, for me, the big, the big ones are, why do I react in this certain way, in this situation. And if, if it's because you're 
you know, doing parenting things and to your boys and you're like, dude, I can tell you right now it's because you've already told them five times. <laughs> totally. Totally. But you know what I mean, right? Those, yeah. those definitely those situations of like, someone can say something to you and instantly you react a certain way. And then it's yeah. the awareness, the awareness comes is when, when you stop and you say, okay, what, why do I do that? And then you follow that thread of why back to the source. And then you start to see, oh my gosh, yeah. this happens in a lot of different ways. Um, this just popped into my head of how, say rejection, for example, somebody not choosing you or selecting you or turning you down for something. Um, that was huge to me because that played into my original like abandonment issues from when I was a kid. Oh, sure. The, the fears of rejection all tied in and I, and you know, I care, I didn't realize how much I was carrying that with me, um, Mm -hmm. into adulthood until I would be rejected or somebody would say something and set a boundary with me. And then I'd be like, Oh, okay. Okay. This isn't because they hate me. This isn't because like they, they're doing this because of X, Y, Z. And suddenly it took the taking everything personally out of it. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yes, Um, it does. Yeah. Stop taking things so personally because you realize like either they're projecting stuff on you or you have been projecting stuff on them. And it's like, suddenly you're like, oh my God, like you could be mid conversation with somebody and have these realizations of like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is weird. Okay. This is my test right now. I'm literally in the middle of a test (laughs) of how I'm going to respond and react at the moment. I see what's happening here. I get it. I see what you're doing. Yeah, it's like stopping the tape and then saying, "I see what's happening here." Okay, exactly. Let's Zach Morris moments when he's like, "I'm out." <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, we're definitely showing our age with the <laughs> Zach Saved by the Bell references. Awesome. No shame. Here we go. Not at so, all. Yeah, and I think something that piggybacks really nicely off of this seeing patterns is. Um, this idea of like when you have an awakening that you're moving through your spiritual awakening, you start to understand how you get to let go of certain attachments Mm -hmm. uh, about how you define yourself. I am a mother. I am an artist. I am a photographer. I am a woman, right? I am, I am, I am. What are those labels that we put on ourselves that really um, are, don't define us. They, they just, they just show, you know, what we do in certain aspects of our life, right? So letting go of this idea that we are any one thing and that's what defines us and then moving into this idea of we are much more than just that. So those, those become just labels that aren't really fair to our whole being. So this idea of letting go of attachment to anything that we have defined ourselves as in the past and what other people choose to define us as, as well. Totally. The, the biggest perspective shift is realizing other people's expectations of how I'm supposed to act or behave because Mm -hmm. of those labels. Exactly. Like, why do I feel the pressure of this social norm or whatever it is to, uh, respond or be this person or think, think inside this box and play by the rules of things. And it's just like, no, why do I, why do I have to like label my belief in God or source or you, whatever it is? Like, why do I have to stick to black and white? 
why mm-hmm. do I have to do it when that's not how I'm experiencing this? I'm not experiencing yeah. life in black and white. The shit is yep. like so many shades of, you know, every, every, the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Just aspects of things that we do in our human life, right? It doesn't define us as any one thing. And I think that's really interesting when you become more aware, you start to say to yourself, well, that's just one part of me. That's not who I am. I am a soul. I am source, you know, incarnate. Mm -hmm. I am doing the mother thing. I am doing the artist thing. I am doing, you know, whatever it is. Um, but this idea that we get to let go of attachment to that and we, um, choose to define ourselves as something much bigger. It's so liberating to not give a fuck anymore. Honestly. Oh my God. I mean, I feel like I I hit my 85 year old woman stride. That's what I feel like when I'm like, you don't like me. Bye. I know. Hang out with my friends who do. (laughs) Well, and so this, that totally bleeds into another one of the signs of spiritual awakening is this moving into authenticity like really stretching into your skin and actually um, living what you believe, like discovering what you believe and what resonates in your heart. And then actually like moving into that, letting it permeate your cells and and exhibiting that in everyday life. Um, That's where you tap into your self-worth. That's where you decide how you're going to spend your energy and on whom and how you're going to speak your truth. Like, what is it that you really need to say to be authentic in your life? And who to cut off. Exactly. Like, are you, are you in, right? Yeah. Poisoning my well, like, (laughs) (laughs) or yes, (laughs) who's poisoning my well. But really when, when something is not in alignment with us, it can feel like that. It can feel like a toxicity when really it's, it's just, you know, we can label it what we want to label yeah. it, but really it's just out of alignment with who mm-hmm. you are becoming when it feels that way. It, I, it no longer yeah. serves me. And I think, I don't know if I've talked about it before on the podcast or just in general with you, but it feels like everybody is their own song that plays. And when mm-hmm. you, as you start to awaken, your, your beat goes faster or your beat begins to change and everything yep. about the melody, everything's different. And now all of a sudden, you know, if you have a DJ that's mixing two songs together mm-hmm. and they don't go together anymore, it's off and you hear mm-hmm. it and it feels off and you don't know how to move to it. You don't know how to dance to it. Like it just, it's okay. Next song move. And then you start finding people who blend with you better. And mm-hmm. so that's- you find a new DJ. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the analogy queen. Oh my gosh. I, um, I love that's, that analogy. That's my gift. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's my gift. <laughs> memes, memes, memes and analogies. <laughs> no, that that basically summarizes me as a person. <laughs> oh, you're someone. No, what are we? No, you're moving. Memes you're you're enough. becoming less attached to labels, right? So, this idea of authenticity, though, is is also um, I like to describe it as bucking the system, because when I really started to wake up. I, I was asking the questions of like, well, why does it have to work that way? And that doesn't make any sense. Why don't we do this? It's much more intuitive. Or, you know, I was asking those questions of, 
like why why do those rules even exist that's nonsense or that's absurd or because that's the way we've always done it would be the response yeah. and be like mm, it's time for something new it's time to let people do what feels natural including myself so this idea of like uh moving outside of social and cultural norms in yes. order to expand and evolves that's very much a part of spiritual awakening for you each person mentioned something that feels natural i i would i what hit me the other day was like, you know, as I'm doing my research on the foods we put in our body and the Mm -hmm. things we put into our body. And it's like, wow, we as a society have gone so far from our natural, like how we're built. We Mm -hmm. are conditioned to not believe and trust our intuition. We're believe and, and we're conditioned to not trust ourselves when it comes to what we need and what our body needs, and what our heart needs, and what, like, we're so quick to follow what somebody with a degree says before we listen to our own heart, mm-hmm. or we listen to our own body, and yeah. maybe using it just even, like, as the, the workout uh, example. In yoga, it's very much listen to your body, because, you know, some days you know when you can push it, and some days you know when you go hard and steamroll through things, and then there's times when you you need to listen to your body and you need to take a break and rest. But honor it, yep. Yeah, you need to honor that, and if you need to take some quiet time and go outside and do this, and um, you know, we're in a society where everyone's like hustle, 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 but not everybody's mm-hmm. built like that. And our natural, our natural, like human self, isn't equipped it's like we've maybe we have um acclimated to the society and the world that we're born into and so we kind of learn to run at a certain pace and we learn that Mm -hmm. okay this is what we have to do we have to go to work and we have to do this and we have to start a family we've got to do this blah 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 Mm -hmm. xyz social norms social norms (laughs) but if you go back and just to the basis of your soul in a human body what do you need what do you need to survive what do you truly (laughs) truly need to survive or thrive. I mean, thrive. I think it's beyond surviving. It's about thriving. It's about yeah. it's about feeling fulfilled and um, having uh, happiness and contentment and and doing what you came to do. Right? And I think that's why so many people are are waking up, right? Mm-hmm. Because people are very unfulfilled because mm-hmm. we're working really hard. We're working all these hours. We get the money. We get the trips. We get the you know, people are getting married and blah, blah, blah. It's like, we're doing all the things and checking all the boxes and people are still mm-hmm. not happy. People are not satisfied and they're not yeah. content and they're not full of joy and they still have bad thoughts and they still have negativity and they're still dealing with this. And then a whole nother set of problems opens up. Like you make mm-hmm. a shit ton of money and then now you have different problems. Yep. And yep. <laughs> what's, what's going to make you, what's going to bring that happiness to you and what's going to make you a whole person? What's going to help you heal? What's going to help you be useful to other people? Mm-hmm. Like just little things like that, I guess. Little, well, little, but big things, right? Because all of those tie into why, why am I feeling the way that I am? Like what, am, you know, it's, it's asking the question, what am I being called to? What am I being called to move into? And all of that has to do with, you know, what am I feeding my body? How am I relating to people? And are those relationships fake or authentic and fulfilling? Mm. You know, am I doing work that makes me feel good and serves others in a way that helps them thrive? So those are all huge questions 
that we end up asking ourselves right before that spiritual awakening hits. And then like we dive into those as we're moving through this awakening process. So you had mentioned like negativity and um, one of the major signs of a spiritual awakening is you are turning tail and running from drama and negativity. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just done it. with it. I yeah. don't, I've never been one to like, okay, besides, you know, you have your girlfriends, like your closest ones where mm-hmm. my friends and I will talk shit. Like we will roast anybody, <laughs> but that's just, that's just our humor, but it's never meant vindictively. <laughs> However, when it's really a gossip, like a situation, I would always be like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. If that person's not here to defend themselves, I don't want to hear it. Well, well you and start- you can, you can feel the energy of that, yeah. right? Like there's a difference between roasting each other and actually, you know, <laughs> giving each other tough love and, and then yeah. talking about somebody behind their back or engaging in some of, story. For the sake of spreading it. And mm-hmm. it's like, why are we talking about this? Like, honest to God, if we're not, why are we, why is this a discussion right now? Because I don't yeah. want to waste my energy. Like my energy is sacred to me. And mm-hmm. I don't want to waste my words, my energy, my thoughts pouring into somebody else's issues. Like, I, you know, there's, I'll, I'll keep it vague, but there's somebody that has been in my life that is completely negative and toxic. And she, um, she carries it around so much that I think she, that's part of why she is so diseased and always in pain and always something wrong and always, mm-hmm. and not saying that's the cause, but I feel like it's that all the things she carries with her that weighs her down and she, her energy feels negative and sticky and dense and heavy. And it's just like, I was finally, it was just like, stay away from me. If I don't have to see you, but once a year, go ahead because I cannot be steamrolled by your energy anymore because I would literally puke after I left her presence. Yeah. Oh, wow. You'd have like a visceral reaction. Visceral reaction. Headaches and puking after I left her. her, That's interesting. uh, So picking up, feeling, feeling the energy of that. So like with the vibration of being in drama and negativity, what that feels like to somebody who's very empathic, Mm -hmm. very sensitive to energy we can feel that like when I'm around people who, and I can, I can feel it right away now. Like I'm so in tune with how that feels to me. I can tell by looking at somebody from across the room that like, okay, I don't really need to go that direction because I can already feel what that's going to be like. And that's not to say you're like judging somebody before you give them a chance, but there are times when you pick up the, on the energy and uh, if you're yeah, meant to cross yeah. paths, you will. Right. Yeah. But, but there, you know, but there, you know, when someone's a fucking <laughs> creep, you know it. And you know when somebody is like, they're giving me the eye. Like, what, like you could just tell. You, you know? can tell. And, and even if, um, even if they don't, mean to be that way but that's just the the energy that they are stuck in right now like they're in their own pattern of healing or non-healing because they're choosing not to engage their own active healing um you just can feel i know that when i feel it it's it feels prickly to me and it feels heavy and i know that i don't have to do much but be polite and then move along because because i know it's not going to serve me to engage in anything that's like 
neg truly negative and full of drama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they'll come to their own understanding in the time that's right for them. And, and there's, and that's not to disparage anyone who's not going through their own spiritual awakening. This isn't like, this isn't a discussion of who's better than whom based on what you've experienced. It's just, everybody comes to it at a different time. Right. And it's just interesting when you can, if when, <laughs> when you, yeah. And, and some people that may be their soul journey is to just not wake up in this lifetime. Right. Um, but what happens when you do become more awakened to this is you see the patterns of negativity and drama more easily and more clearly. Yeah. And you, and you find yourself like, I want to step back from that. I, I don't really feel good about engaging that. That doesn't make me feel good yeah. right now. And so I'm just going to bypass that. So that's a very key um, sign that you're going through something profound in tra you know, transforming the way you, interact with the world and in, in with integrity and authenticity and what you bring to that. Yep. Um, yeah. So another sign. Okay. Okay. If you're finding yourself, if you're finding yourself um, drawn to different types of food than you ordinarily would have been, right? So you're craving more fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables. You're not craving as much fast food or less yes. meat or you're craving water and juice as opposed to soda. So like you see a, a shift in your diet, yes. most commonly to things that are much healthier, much lighter. The way that I, um, I went to a Japanese tea ceremony, but it was a meditation tea ceremony. And the way that um, she presented like, okay, as she's boiling it and she has us get our cups of tea and she has us mm -hmm. close her eyes and imagine the soil that it was planted in, the the energy of the people that watered it, the energy of the, the sun oh, yeah. into it. And you start thinking of all of these things that had to go into it for it to come out. And then here it is, and you're about to take it in. And after that, I started thinking about my food that way. And yeah. you know, just naturally more anything that's that's natural and grown and um, organic and like even just, you know, the whole like GMOs and pesticides and this and that. I'm like, I don't want to put that shit in my body anymore. Like I'll pay mm -hmm. the extra to not, you know, to not eat that shit. Um, because I pay <laughs> attention now that when I eat certain things, I feel a certain way immediately. It's mm -hmm. just like, you take a shot of alcohol, you're going to feel that shit for most people. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's everything affects your mind. Everything affects your body. Everything affects your mm -hmm. outlook. Yeah, everything has energy and vibration to it. So that is not limited to just our bodies. It's it's everything, right? Mm -hmm. So And to think that your body and mind are not connected mm -hmm. and it's just like, dude, what? <laughs> How could it not be connected? How do you think that the stuff you put into your body does not affect everything? Right. You know, people are just I think a lot more people are starting to see that connection, but just historically, we 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 were connected to that when we were growing a lot of our own food, yep. and then as both parents started working out of the household and we were getting packaged meals and a lot of processed foods to accommodate households, that's when we became really disconnected from the whole mind, body, spirit, you know, trifecta that's going on and how we feed our bodies and with the intention of how we're feeding our bodies. Like, I think that changed then. In fact, there's probably a few documentaries about that whole progression yeah. in history. But so you may find yourself in a spiritual awakening being, being drawn to different types of food. And um, I know for me, like I became um, 
over the last several years, I've become really sensitive to alcohol. So it doesn't take me very much at all to feel drunk. And my husband thinks it's really fucking funny, but <laughs> it's, it's like, I can have one drink and it's like, somebody gave me five beers. Right. Oh, and, and then I will it's feel, <laughs> I will feel very hungover the next day. So I, I don't actually drink very much alcohol anymore because I've become very sensitive to it. And then also, um, sugar is something that I crave a lot less now and especially refined sugars. They taste, um, they taste very chemically, like those kinds of sweets taste very off to me. And so like my whole palate has changed. Um, yep. Drinking it's, sodas, like oh, I, chemical shitstorm, right? Oh it tastes God. like a chemical shitstorm to and me. Even even like certain processed things, like eating breads and blah 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 and stuff, stuff like that. Um, yep. You know, as soon as you eat it, it's you feel bloated right away, or or it doesn't go down for a few days, and now you can see where all of a sudden um, the things that you're taking in are no longer making you feel good. Okay, so a couple of more. Um, signs of spiritual awakening is this, this desire to go inward and learn yourself more. And usually paired with that is this need to meditate or being drawn to this um, practice of mindfulness and stillness or quiet mind practice. So meditation is a big one. I know that I try to meditate daily. And if I can't do it daily, it's, it's several times a week. And I usually sit for a good 30 minutes to an hour when I do sit. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I had to work up to that though. Um, when I first started, it was like five to 10 minutes at a time. And it was just enough to learn like how to calm myself. Um, but that was something that really turned on for me. It was like a craving I had. I wanted to go inward and I wanted to learn myself in that space of stillness. And really it was seeking answers. So mm-hmm. I, I use that space now as like my meeting point with my guides. And I'm like, okay, you need to tell me what's going on with X, Y, Z, because I have these questions and right. you're the people I go to for the answers. So that's a sign. Do you do like uh, guided meditations or do you do more? I started. Like music or nothing or what's <laughs> That's your a great question. That's a great question because, you know, when we talk about the coping, you know, how do you cope with a spiritual awakening? Meditation is key. Um, learning to train your mind to get into that space of quietness or calm. And it doesn't have to be like blank, empty mind, but I started with guided meditations because I didn't know how to turn my mind off so that there wasn't the constant chatter. So I would do um, guided meditations and I used the Calm app or Insight Timer is a really good one or Headspace is another really good one. And I would just follow the sound of someone's voice through that. And then eventually I got to this place where I was like, I'm just going to listen to a nice track of music, the same track. And I'm going to sit in the same place when I do my meditation so that it's like muscle memory for my body when I get into that space. And now it's just... I listen to that piece of music and I go, it takes me just a couple of breaths to get into that space of quiet, calm. And I started with the guided meditations too. It took me a while to find like people whose voices I could stand. And I ended Absolutely. up really, really loving this guy that was like um, Australian or something because I liked mm-hmm. his accent. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. sounded, and, and of his, course. his pace along with the music that he would have set in the background made it very easy to um, do the visualization exercises because I would mm-hmm. do stuff like um, 
like you could do stuff where you revisit memories or where you revisit, Mm -hmm. you know, specific adventures, I I think you would say, like choose your own adventure. Or sometimes it's just more like breathing you down and talking you Mm -hmm. down into a sleep or into a meditative state. Yep. Um, Stuff like that. It really sets the tone for your day too, especially if you do it in the morning. So, and for me personally, meditation, it's, it's, um, it, it's because I wanted to know myself better. And when you have a spiritual awakening, that's really what it is. You're awakening to yourself. You're awakening to the bigger picture of who you are and why you came here. You're not just a human being with a consciousness. You're a consciousness that happens to be human in form right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very big difference. And, and for me also, I crave alone time like you uh, wouldn't believe. And that right is another now. big, yeah. yeah, that's a huge <laughs> sign of spiritual awakening because it's like you want to turn down the volume on everything else that's going on around you so you can actually gain your bearings again and understand what this new picture mm-hmm. is for you, this new orientation. So craving alone time, it doesn't mean you're becoming an introvert automatically or a hermit or whatever. It means that your body and your spirit are telling you it's time to do your work. It's time to explore yourself, your inner landscape, so you can understand your outer landscape and where you're going to take it. So that's another big sign too of spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. Um, Also your sleep patterns change quite a bit. So uh, during the biggest parts of my awakening, I was waking up at three o'clock in the morning, every freaking morning to those cloaked figures, right? (laughs) Which after you mentioned that, I got three people that mentioned that they've had dreams of that and all unrelated people like that didn't know about each other's experiences. So wild. I think that it's probably more common than people are willing to admit, right? But it's like that's how my guides chose to get a hold of me. Like get me to I mean they scared the shit out of me so I would pay attention. Pretty much. <laughs> and yeah. it worked. Yeah. So sleep patterns can be disturbed as you're going through this spiritual awakening. You're sleeping in chunks as opposed to like a solid 8 or 9 hours at night and Part of that is like your energy is shifting, your consciousness is shifting. And so um, your spirit doesn't care to sleep at night. Your human does, right? Mm-hmm. Like your human needs the rest. Your spirit yeah, is, the, is ready to explore. The, the <laughs> yeah. body, the physical body is what needs the rest and the food and the nourishment. It's not the consciousness. It's not the soul that needs those things. It doesn't need yeah. those things to survive. That's why when people pass away and they transition, they just lose their body. But their mm-hmm. consciousness is still intact. Their consciousness is still who they are as a person. Like their yep. personality, all of that still stays the same. Yeah. And so what happens when you're going through this awakening process is you're actually tapping into your soul essence more deeply and you have these big surges of energy. Plus you're more sensitive to energy around you and sensitive to people. So your body, your physical body is trying to integrate all of that and navigate it. And so your actual sleep patterns will be disrupted as a result of trying to move through this new experience with energy and and how your physical body is, um, you know, integrating that or pulling that in. So you may find disruption in your sleep patterns as something that happens for a while until you get the hang of it. So a couple of other things that we experience during uh, spiritual awakening is this idea that we um, we want to find inspiration or what inspires us, and we want to develop ourselves. We work on personal development. You have those big questions: Who are we? What are 
what are we doing here? What, how do I need to heal myself? Because I'm really aware of my negative patterns or my reactions. So moving through this really this urge to mm -hmm. develop personally and to grow. And then also being feeling really drawn to nature. Mm -hmm. So boy, oh boy, like I love being out in the forest. It feels really good to me. It it's, helps calm me down. It feels different. Like it does. I, I went uh, to go shoot a wedding a few weeks ago. And as I was driving through the Santa Cruz mountains and I, all of a sudden it starts becoming these really big, like redwood trees and um, just greenery everywhere. And you're in the mountains. I, you could feel the, the energy of the forest around you. You can feel yeah. that like you can breathe better and you feel lighter and you feel more connected and you feel like, mm -hmm. oh God, you feel the excitement of it and you kind of feel more like amplified and alive versus mm -hmm. when I'm in San Francisco, for example, and I'm surrounded by the buildings and traffic and people going by and the noise levels and all of that. It's just like, that shit takes its toll on me. Nature has its own vibration. It's super calming and, um, we feel more drawn to that during a spiritual awakening because it's so much more in harmony than we are in our chaotic lives. And so we're seeking out that feeling of alignment and harmony, and we're naturally going to be drawn to things that are of nature so that we can feel that calm as well. Like slowing everything down, being less attached to material things and more attached to the natural things is it's, that's a very, um, common progression for people going through a spiritual awakening mm -hmm. is this idea of like getting back to nature however that looks for them and being less attached to uh those like clutter like things right, right. becoming more attached to experiences and feelings of how we are out in nature and less attached to like material things yeah that's a very common common occurrence for people moving through a spiritual awakening like, so like hiking yeah and all that stuff i just hugging a tree go hug a freaking tree man in hawaii <laughs> i i went for a hike uh with with my sister and i was just like i can feel the energy on the rocks like i can feel the while we were going through and like the energy there was so different there. and you can put your hands on the rocks there and the big like the mountain area like mm -hmm. uh, we went to where like the volcano is i think like mm -hmm. the dormant volcano and you can feel Wait, the vibration were you there. on was that, you were on Oahu? Where are we? We, where are you? we did Oahu. Yeah, I think that was on Oahu. Okay. Right? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Oahu and, and we did Kauai, but I don't think we hiked in Kauai. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of the, anyways, but I could put my hands and feel a vibration through, like, through the mountain. It was really, really bizarre, but it felt good. And then you can kind of feel the history of the people behind it too. So oh, yeah. That was, that was really so fun. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, we're going to have to, we'll have to do a whole podcast episode on being able to feel the life that was lived in a place like from thousands of years ago. Cause that's insane. It really is insane to feel. Yeah. That. <laughs> I can't wait to share those. So stories. connecting. Oh God. So many stories. Um, so, okay. We have, we've gone through a lot of these like signs of spiritual awakening and um, but most people are wondering like, okay, we're going through this. I feel like I'm losing my freaking mind and, you know, I feel sad and depressed and, and now I know I need to get to work on myself and explore new things and develop new beliefs and philosophies about God knows everything, right? So what do I do to feel better in this process and not so crazy? For me, I sought out, um, I sought out my like 
group of soul sisters, uh, honestly, and it didn't have to be just women, right? But I was looking for like-minded people who I could yeah. share stories with and just get my bearings. And that was really hard for a long time because I was afraid to, of like saying to people what was happening to me for fear that they would, like you had mentioned before, they're going to call you crazy. Yeah, yeah, judge you, judge you, judge you. Um, and so I found a group of people that could help me. I had a couple of mentors as I was working through this, but I was also trying to develop my intuition in the process. But somebody who's perhaps awakening and don't necessarily need a mentor, but they want to feel better in their process, there are a number of things you can do to raise your vibration and feel like you're more grounded in your process. Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely going out into nature, like spend the more time you can spend out in nature with the sun on your skin, um, God, the better. That feels so good to me. Yes. Well, in this I'll go on my patio, like when it was summertime or maybe not like in the heat of summer here, but when it's nice and warm and the sun is directly, mm -hmm. I would just go even just for a couple minutes and just get some vitamin mm -hmm. D and lay out there and just soak it in for a few minutes mm -hmm. uh, because we're inside, you know, and you work from home, you're inside all the time. <laughs> yep. I mean, well, we're kind of like, yeah, we're kind of like plants in that way. Like the plants need sunlight to make their food, but we also need sunlight to make vitamin D, right? So mm -hmm. it's, I mean, we're like plants in that way. The sun is very nourishing for us, um, but the forest is too, right? The clean air, just feeling grounded. The vibrations in the forest are very healing and can help you feel more connected to life on this planet, can help you feel more connected to your inner self and to humanity, honestly. So getting outside as much as possible, and I would encourage everyone to walk around barefoot as much as they could on, on earth, right? So on the earth, on not grass, dirty floors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not dirty floors, but like I'm barefoot almost all the time and people comment on it a lot. Like I practice Reiki barefoot because that's how I feel most grounded and I can feel the energy flowing through me better. Um, so go out barefoot, walk in your yard barefoot, walk in the forest barefoot meditation is huge right so just that going inward process learning your inner yeah, landscape I, and I was gonna mention too um I use what's called the insight timer app and that insight timer insight yeah. timer they have guided meditations they have audio and you just uh they have classes you can do you can actually mm -hmm. meditate with other people you could do mm -hmm. collective meditations with people at mm -hmm. like you know 5 a.m we're all gonna meditate and we're all gonna pray for you know, healing of this, or like when the Amazon was on fire and people would do collective mm -hmm. meditations to, in, to visualize rain coming mm -hmm. and to try to, in a sense, you know, summon water to help put out some of these fires mm -hmm. and um, just stuff like that. So it's a really cool app. It's free, but you can do the paid version. Um, I just saw a hummingbird. Um, oh, yay. Thank you, spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that, like I somehow, I really, really resonated with like the Tibetan singing bowls. Oh, those are beautiful. I, yep. for whatever reason, love, 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 love that. And then one time I had a past life reading done and she was just like, oh, I see you as this like Tibetan monk. And this is the life where you learned how to meditate and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, God. well, imagine that. Imagine that energetically following through lifetime after lifetime. <laughs> it, yep. Oh, soul doesn't gosh. die. No, dude, it's so woven into our fabric of our souls. It's just, it's so incredible. I love it. So meditation, I use the Calm app, which is, has some free stuff on it, but also the paid, there's a paid version. 
um, laughing and dancing. So there's, it's, that is just high vibration shit right there. Like moving your body to high quality, like high frequency beats. And, and you can tell when something feels not good versus something that really makes your soul sing. So finding that good music, moving yeah. your body, and then um, laughing and singing. Uh, those are really great ways to raise your vibration. Dude, Even I, if you have an awful singing laughing, voice. <laughs> laughing is my, like, that's my medicine. Uh, when I'm having feeling fearful, anxiety, whatever, I can just watch some stand-up comedy and feel good or put mm -hmm. myself around people that are equally as funny. Um, but even with Ezra, like if we start the day with dancing and crazy and moving our bodies around, like that can center and refocus him afterwards. Uh, mm -hmm. and then we have a better start to our day when we do stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, Dance parties with the littles are the freaking best. I love it. We shake our booties and then everybody laughs and you just feel a lot lighter after you do that. Um, Let's see, volunteering is a great way to feel better in the spiritual awakening process because you're actually being of service to people who need it. And it's a great way to figure out what you're being called to do. So you can try out without commitment, you volunteer your time, and then you maybe in the process discover what your next steps are in, in the next phase of your divine life's purpose, which is all about the spiritual awakening, right? Like you're awakening to yourself and why you came here and what you want to discover about yourself. So volunteering, practicing gratitude is a fantastic way to move through a spiritual awakening because it focuses your mind and your intention on what you have and what you're grateful mm -hmm. for as opposed to what you don't have and, and maybe perhaps those low negative feelings that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine, um, it started as an experiment, a 30-day experiment three years ago this September, actually, I asked a dear friend of mine to do uh, this 30-day thing where we texted three things to each other that we were grateful for Aww. each morning. And 30 days turned into six months, six months, which turned into, hey, let's just do this forever. And so awesome. September was our three-year anniversary of telling each other every single day three things that we're grateful for. And some days it's hard, right? Because you're not in that space of feeling awesome. Other days it's like, oh, I have, I have two extras. I'm going to give those to you too. So it's just, and the things cool. that you start to notice about, you know, what you have gratitude for those, that list of things that you're aware of just grows and grows and grows to the point where you just aren't noticing the things that you're lacking anymore, because right. that's just, that's just starts to fade out of your reality at that point. Yeah. And it's very easy for the, the world that we live in with everything that we're bombarded with. Um, the constant message that we face every day is that we are not good enough. We have problems and we need to buy and do all of these things um, and be productive and not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant reminder that we aren't doing enough or being enough. And so mm -hmm. it puts you in that state of lack way more often than when you practice gratitude for what you yeah. already have. Yeah. You're grateful for the things that you have. You're, you're thankful yep. for the opportunities that come your way and the people in your life and the, the little things and, or just a cup of coffee, right? And where that came from, or the hummingbird that you just saw, right? Like, thank yeah. you, spirit. It's just these beautiful little things that remind you how magical life is and that you're finally waking up to that magic. That is beautiful in, in and of itself, that process. 
So slowing down for sure is super helpful in navigating spiritual awakening because you're taking time to understand and feel what you're feeling to become aware of and acknowledge it and to sit with it and examine it. What does this mean for me? How do I get to grow from this? Like no longer on autopilot. This is slowing down. This is observing. This is acknowledging and being aware. And a lot of people start a very avid journaling uh, practice in okay. capturing, you know, uh, capturing, being that observer to what they're feeling, acknowledging it, and then processing through their feelings. Journaling is a, is a very productive way of moving through your own awakening and growth, right? And then especially going back and reading what you wrote a year ago and seeing yeah. how, how much progress you've made. So that's... Um, <sighs> Those are some key ones. I don't know. Yep. Do you have any more to add to the list? How do you cope having badass friends that you get to start podcasts with to talk about this amazing shit, right? It helps. Yeah. <laughs> oh this, gosh. Even just some of the feedback we've gotten already is like, oh my God, this has happened to me before and I never pieced it together that that's what mm -hmm. it was. And yeah. now they're yeah. starting to increase in their awareness of things and paying more attention to, um, whatever it is, right? Yeah, what's happening in their life, you know, what's coming up repeatedly. And I feel like that's probably some of the most healing things that I can do for other people in my work is helping them see how they are growing, you know, how they get to acknowledge these patterns and how they get to take their power back in this whole process of expansion and growth. And I don't know, I just... I would never go back to being unawake is oh, like there's bar none. <laughs> you can't. I used to say this a lot to people. Once you know, you can't unknow it. Right. So you like, it just changes your entire perspective. So you can try to fake it, but once you know, you can't unknow it. So it kind of blows the doors wide open on your world when you have these kinds of awakenings happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, we would love to hear what you all have experienced in terms of your own spiritual awakening. If you've had signs or symptoms that weren't on the list that we went through, or if you just want to share with us Please. what it's been like for you and yeah, and things that you've done to actually move through it um, in a more graceful way. Um, we are all ears and we would love to share um, in future discussions what you all are giving us in terms of feedback very much and thank you so much for for tuning in and listening to our previous episodes and leaving mm -hmm. reviews um we are the little guys so we are constantly up against any kind of paid advertising and huge audiences and stuff like this so every little every review counts every um, written review, not just the five stars or however mm -hmm. many stars you find, but when you leave a written review, that helps um, the bots know that people are listening more so than just dropping the stars or whatever. Um, if you want to join, if you're active on Facebook and you'd like to join, uh, we do have a Souls and Stardust podcast group. Uh, it is a closed group. You just have to answer a few questions to get in. Um, within this group, it's private. Uh, you're, there's, there might be a secret handshake. Um, <laughs> and the I don't rules, know that yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll have to shit. I got to make one up. Um, 
the the privacy is a big thing because especially for those of us who aren't fully supported by people in our lives and so Mm -hmm. it's like if you want to come you want to ask questions you could drop them in there Um, sometimes I'll post exercises for your in your own intuition development just to like hey I'm holding an object what do you feel what do you see Mm -hmm. and those are always fun I haven't done for a while but I want to put those back into the the rotation again yeah Um, as well as um, sometimes I'll go live in there and do like practice readings uh, for mediumship or just general intuitive readings. Um, other than oh, that. Oh, yeah. We should totally do like a live joint, you know. Hey, I'm let's so do- down. I am so, so, so <laughs> down. We got to pick it. Yeah, we got to pick a date and a time where that works for both of us where neither one of us will get interrupted. Totally. Oh, mom life, working life. We got it. Thank you all. Yeah, it's all good. It's we figure it out, right? You're balling. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Thank you all for joining us in this discussion. It's always an introduction to these topics. It's never complete end all be all. So we can continue this moving forward because we're ever evolving. And please, if you have questions, go to, if you're on, whatever you're active on Facebook or Instagram, just leave us questions or shoot us an email. Start, what are we? Souls Starlist at gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to sign up for a reading, a virtual reading with me, um, or if you're local to Shannon and you want some Reiki done or to learn Reiki, uh, you can just message us and we'll be happy to provide you the resources Follow that. So thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you all next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Souls and Stardust. Connect with us on Instagram at Gratitude Maven and at Your Intuitive Friend. Until next time. Day magical. magical. <laughs>